So today's daf we're going to be learning is Kafchet uh, Amud Bet at the bottom, which is where we left off yesterday. Uh, we are one, two, three, four, five, six lines up from the bottom where it says Gufa. Gufa Amar Yehuda Amarav Keshot VeChaziz Marvin Ben. So hops and chaziz is the green grain Marvin Ben. You can use them for the Eruv Tchumein. Again, it has to be a food that is uh, edible. So, uh, as you've seen, it has to be like that. And, and you also say, both of them. We saw that also in yesterday's, uh, in yesterday's Gemara, that since they're eaten, uh, the garden variety, at least, of the chaziz is eaten. And also, the, um, we saw that the hops are considered to grow from the ground because they grow on a bush, but if the bush is uprooted from the ground, then they will lose their uh, source of, uh, of sustenance. So that shows that they are rooted in the ground. How, many, how much of the hops do you need? Just like Rav Yechiel said elsewhere, we're going to see where he said that, a handful is enough. And uh, a handful of these hops is enough. Chaziz v'chama. How much of this green, unripened green? Amarav b'aratuvia b'aritzchak. Amarav kimlo oziltad ikaray. Like the packages that are wrapped by the um, the bundles that are made by the farmers. That's how much you need. In other words, it's, when you make an eruv tchumin, you have to make enough, for, which is considered lishte seudot. It has to be significant enough that it would cover for two meals. That's the that's the rule of eruv tchumin. So it's going to depend on how much of that food you use. Um, for two meals. Now, the interesting thing is, if you pick a side dish, you need less because um, it's how much would you use of that food at a meal, at two meals, right? So let's say it's a side dish, so you don't use as much of a side dish as you do of a uh, main course. So actually, it turns out that you need less of a side dish for Ovetchumin than you do for, let's say, uh, you know, if it's the main if it's the main course. And we're going to see. The Gemara is going to clarify that as we go on. And then, so, but that's, that's the amount of uh, green grain. Says you can use kalya. Now, kalya is a type of a grass, or she says, which is a stalk that is as hard as wood. So why would you use that? So it says, How could you say that? How could you say kalya? We're talking about the green part. The green part is um, edible and soft. How much of that? A handful of it is enough. Rabbi Yirmiya went out to the city. They asked him, can you use beans, moist beans, for Eovet Chumin? He didn't know. When he came to the Beit Midrash, they said to him, How much of this? They said to him, the Beit Midrash, you can use it, but how much do you need? You need a handful. Because you don't have that much. You have only, in other words, that's, that's considered enough. To, it's a side dish. It wasn't the main thing. So that's enough. For one person. Yeah, for one person, for two oh, minutes. Okay. Yeah, he only has a little bit. Uh, that shows you that they were much more careful about how much they ate, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, look, if you have this much rice, it's more than enough, you know. I tell you, uh, this much means if you cook it. Bro. Yeah, if you cook it, it's a lot, yeah. So, you can, you can use raw beets. Okay, and is that true? Doesn't, didn't Rav Chizda say that raw beets can kill a raw, alive person? Because chaya, chai means both raw and alive. So it means like a per, uh, raw beets can kill a person who's, who's alive. That's says the Gemara. That's only if it's not fully cooked. But if it's fully cooked, it'll be fine. Okay, Iga da Amre. I'm sorry, no, no, but if it's before it said you could use raw. So if it's totally raw, it's okay. But if it's partially cooked, that's worse. Okay, so fully raw is okay. 
But that, according to this version, that in this version, Rav Hamdunah didn't say that you can use raw beets. He said, don't use raw beets. Because Rav Chizda said that if you eat raw beets, it will kill a person. But don't we see that people do in fact eat them and they don't die? That's talking about where it's partially cooked. So interesting. According to the first version, raw is better than partially cooked. Raw is okay. Partially cooked is not good. In this version, partially cooked will uh, the um, the the raw is not okay. The partially cooked is good. Okay, um, a, a a beet dish is good for the heart. and good for the eyes. it's good for the digestive system as well. That's only if you put it on to the oven, onto the stove top. And the avid toch toch, and you hear it making the sound toch toch. Now Rashi explains what does that mean. So you put it on the uh, oven and, you, and you, on the stove top, and you hear it is cooking so much that you hear it like popping from boiling. It's like bo- going to a level of a boil, right? That's the sound that it makes when it has a rolling boil. We actually learned about this, this exact same word for word was in Masechet uh, Bachot. This exact same advice from Abaye that you have to cook the beets really well. Rava once said, I am like Ben Azai in the markets of Tiberia. Now remember, for Rava, Ben Azai is an ancient uh, figure because Ben Azai was from the Mishnah times and Rava is from the Gemara times much, much later. Hundreds of years later. But what he meant. What happened? Those thieves that they eat. No, ben, no, no, that's Ben-Jusai. Ben-Azai was a Tana. Ben-Azai was a Tana. What is it? He's one of the rabbis. So he said, It was a very happy day for Ravai. He was in a very good mood. And he felt that his mind was very clear. And he said, I'll be able to answer any question. Just like Ben-Azai used to give Drashot in the marketplace. And answer any question. And Ben-Azai was like one of the four the greatest Shavu rabbis. Or Pesach, we read the Bible. In, uh, they, he was with Ben Zoma and Ben Azai. They were always together, yeah. But he, he was also one of the four Shenichnesula Pardes, the four yeah. the rabbis that went into the Pardes with Ben, ben Zoma, Ben Azai, Rabbi Akiva, and Elisha Ben Avuya. He was one of the four top ones. So he said, I am as sharp as Ben Azai, who used to give the Rashot in the marketplace of Tiberia. So he said, come, come at me with your questions. I'm going to answer them. Um, and they said to him, one of the rabbis said, How many apples do you need to make Eruvet Chumein? How many is considered for two meals? Amalei said, How can you make an Eruvet Chumein with uh, apples? How, how could you do it? Meaning he didn't think that that was a, that that was a legitimate Eruv. Uh, 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 um, and, um, and so he said to him, he, he responded to him, and he said, uh, uh, how could you, uh, is, is it really true that you could even use them for, uh, for Eruvet Chumein? Velo, why not? That's none. We learned in the Mishnah. All foods combine to make a person pasul, meaning that to invalidate someone from eating truma. If you eat ochalim tmeim, if you eat foods that are tamei, two eggs worth is called a pas. So if you eat, uh, I'm sorry, it's called chatzipras. So if you eat two eggs worth of a, uh, a volume of a food which is tamei, you will, you will become invalid to eat truma if you're a kohen until you go to the mikveh. And similarly for the amount of food necessary for the two meals for erov tuchumin. And all foods combine together to the kabeza measurement in order to be subject to the laws of the tuma of foods. In other words, all foods combine together. It doesn't have to be one food. But let's say you had a little bit of this food and a little bit of that food and you mashed it all together and it comes to the quantity of kabeza. That's enough to convey or to uh, receive tum'ah. And it also says here that any food can be used for mazon shte se'udot le'eruv. That it could be used to constitute the amount of food you need for two meals for eruv et chumin. Vahai mai. 
what is really the objection here? In other words, what are you, you're saying this shows that Ravai is wrong and that you can use apples, but where do you see that? We're going to say because it says all foods. And apples are also foods. But we just learned two dapim ago that even when, when there's a general statement, we never take it so literally. So just because it says all foods, maybe that doesn't include uh, uh, apples because these are talking about like wild apples. They weren't like these beautiful honey crisp apples. You know, they're talking about like wild crab apples or whatever. Oh. They weren't considered so so chashuv. So ela mishum dekatani b'mazon shtei seudot leiruv uvechabitale tamei tumat ochalin. The reason why you saw this as a refutation of Ravaz because at the end it says that all foods combined together for tumah of foods as well as for eruvet chumin, implying that v'hani namibnei tamuye tumat ochalin. You know, so since any, so the implication is that any food that could become tamay can also be used for Eovet Chumin and that would definitely include the crab apples and so the question is Vechama how much so, so forget about Rava Rava was wrong of course you can use apples but Vechama how many do you need you need a kav worth a certain volume quantity pretty large of apples in order for it to constitute an Eruvet Chumin because you need a lot of them there is an objection to that though Rabbi Shimon ben Al-Azhar Rabbi Shimon ben Al-Azhar said and this is talking really about um, about Maser uh, Ani, what you would give to a poor person, the amount you have to give to each poor person who comes of these different foods. It says, Uchlat You need to give an Uchla is a, Rashi here says, an eighth of a litra or, or, or a log, an eighth of a log, which with the other version that the Gra has is a fifth of a log, okay, of spices. Also, you have to give a, um, uh, a, a log of vegetable, Vasra, uh, Egozin, 10 nuts, Chamisha Parsekin. Um, five um, uh, farsakin is um, is uh, peaches. two pomegranates. Obviously, not everybody has all these different things. But it means if the ani comes and you have one of these things or more of these things, you give them of each of the th- items a certain amount. rather The same is true of eruv. In other words, all of these measurements of food that you give to the poor person: ten nuts, five peaches. Two pomegranates, one etrog. If you wanted to use these foods for a an eruvet chumin, that's the same type, that same measurement. You would use five peaches. You want to make, use peaches for eruvet chumin? You have to use five nuts, ten. Okay, so the same concept applies. Uh, the quantity applies to both. So if we're gonna, so why are you telling me I need a like a basket, like a kav of apples to be eruvet chumin? Why don't I, why don't I just need five apples? I only need five peaches. What makes peaches better than apples? Says ah because peaches are more expensive are, are more chashuv they you don't eat as many you have one peach yeah more 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 fancy you eat one at each meal you don't eat so many apples there were crab apples these small apples they eat them you know a lot of them so it's, it was so therefore that you would need more to constitute the two meals Rav Yosef Rav Yosef said that may God forgive because I said my comment okay I said it about our Mishnah but he applied it to that Brayta now what Mishnah is he talking about it's not it says in the Mishnah in other words he was quoting me I told him that teaching of Rav that um, that that these measurements apply to Eruv, and he applied it to that Brayta that was listing all the nuts and fruits. But I didn't say it there. I said it on the following Mishnah. How much do you give a poor person if they come down to the threshing floor? You give them half of a kav of wheat or a full kav of barley. Rabbi Meir Omer, 
chazi kav sorin. Rabbi Meir says, no, only half a kav of sorin. If you're giving them um, uh, spelt, you give them one and a half kav of kusmin, the kav gogrot, and if you're giving them, uh, if you're giving them the um, the uh, the uh, figs, so then you give them a kav. But if they're pressed into cakes, like those figs that are pressed into cakes, you, we even have them today, like in the store, you get those figs pressed into cakes. So then it's the weight of a, of, of one manez weight. Rabbi Akiva. Uh, exactly the the trend the, you know there's a lot of different uh, theories it's a lot though it's a, it's like yeah it's like it's a significant amount Rabbi Akiva Omer Pras Rabbi Akiva says no only half of a money weight of the of figs you have to give if you're giving a, if you're giving wine you have to give half a log Rabbi Akiva Omer if you eat no you'll need a quarter Uvichemen you have to give them a quarter of a log of, of oil Rabbi Akiva Omer Shminit no an eighth so he's lowering it to a half right each one Rabbi Akiva is saying half. Why? Because they, they, they explain in the Mishnah because the Tanakhama is saying you give what an average person would have at a meal. And Rabbi Akiva is saying since we're giving to a poor person, a poor person doesn't need that much, so give them less. Right? They they're, they're give, eat less. But Ushar Kola Perot, right? And what about other fruits? The way that we evaluate other fruits is if you're going to give other fruits that are not on this list. So h- however many it would take to sell and with the money you could buy food for two meals. Wow. That's enough, okay? That's what you give, yeah, there could be a lot. Now, the point is, though, Va'amarav, and Rav Yosef said, and then Rav said, Ve'chin le'eruv, that this is the same rule of eruv, meaning all of these food measurements, if you're going to use, um, that, that this standard of two, um, of two, it's, you're hearing the shofar, of the slichon. If, if, if you have the, um, if, if you have uh, for two mazon the same rule is going to apply to the poor person as applies to the eruv tchumein. Right, so here is where Rav said that. Now the question is, why was he so upset? Why was Rav Yosef so upset that they applied the rule that that Rav said this law applies to Eruv? That they that it was stated by the Brayta before. Well, and he said, no, no, it goes on the Mishnah. It doesn't go on the Brayta. What's the difference? So maybe you're going to say because well in the in the Brayta it mentions spices. You can't use spices. As a uh, as a eruv tchumin because spices are not really edible by themselves. So maybe that's why he didn't want the teaching of Rab to be applied to that. But atuacha milo katani chitinu sorin. But also in the Mishnah it says here wheat and barley. You can't have raw wheat and raw barley as eruv tchumin. It's not edible by itself. You have to cook it, right? Rather, it's because it says half of a log of yain, half of a log of <coughs> wine. And we know that Rav is of the opinion that you use two revi'it of yain, which is the same, log, and two revi'it is the same, two-fourths and one-half are the same. Right? Right? So, midaba'inan kulehai from shemamina you could tell that Rav was commenting on this Mishnah because this Mishnah reflects his opinion, supports his opinion that the amount you need is not a reviot of wine, but actually is a is two reviot of wine, and that's why he wanted to make sure that people knew that Rav was commenting on this Mishnah and um, and not on the Brayta. Amar more the Master said, It says that all foods combine into the two seudot of the. Eruv tchumin, because you have to have two sudot of food. So we said, originally Rav Yosef said that, oh, that means you have one meal's worth of one of the foods and one meal's worth of the other food, right? 
Meaning when it says you need the maz- that any food combines for the mazon of shtei seudot, that means you need a seudah's worth of one, a seudah's worth of one. So it, let's say eggs have a certain amount of, uh, for, for per meal, you can have a certain amount of eggs for one meal and a certain amount of bread for one meal. It doesn't matter. But each one has to be for one meal. Meaning each item that you choose, you can make your chumin of more than one item, but each item has to be the amount of that item that would be used for one meal. That's what he thought. Right? He said, no, it's not true. Even a, thir- a half and a third and a fourth, meaning even if you had four different foods and there's a quarter of a meal's worth of one food and a quarter of a meal's worth of another food and a quarter of a meal's worth of the third food and the fourth food, they can combine together as long as all together what you have is two meals worth of food, even though you took a quarter of one and a half of one and a, a, a third of one, doesn't matter as long as all together you have two meals so worth, that, that, right? That Meaning, five dishes, there has to be more. Right, so let's say, that, right, it goes by side, let's say hummus, you have a small amount of hummus for a meal, because you, for one person, oh. right, because you dip in the hummus, right? Yeah. So let's say you have that, and you had half the amount of hummus that you need for one meal. Okay, but then you had olives, and olives also, you have only a little bit of olives, but you had half of the amount they need of that for one meal. And then you have, uh, and then you have pasta, and it's a little bit more, you have half of what you need from that for one meal, and you have tomatoes, and you have, so you, as long as you have two meals, that's all you need. Okay, Google, we go back to what we said before. Hamarav, Rav said, you can use two Raviyot of Yain, two Raviyot, not a Raviyot Achat, not one Raviyot, but two. Now, the reason is because you're assuming that each meal you're going to drink a Raviyot of wine. Right? So he said you need two to make a Raviyot Chumin because it has to be two meals. Do you really need that much? Because didn't, didn't Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar say wine, you need the amount that you, that you eat with. What you would, they would dip their bread in wine. Nowadays, they only see kids do that. Right? Vinegar, the amount that it takes to... I'm sorry, I keep mixing, I keep running this sentence through. Right? Wine, the amount that you dip your bread in. Vinegar, the amount that you dip whatever you're dipping into it. And when it comes to olives... And onions, the amount of t- that you would have at two meals for one person to cover two meals, okay? That's, and now, what do you see? Yain kedele cholbo is much less. In other words, if you're dipping the wine, your bread into the wine, that's much less wine than two raviot. That's for sure. Right? So therefore, Gemara says, Hatam That is yain mivushal. Back then, they only used cooked wine. Yain mivushal for dipping things in. They would not drink it because it was considered a lower quality type of a wine. And therefore, that yain mevushal is what they're talking about over there that's used as a dip. That's why you need less of it. But if you're talking about wine that you're going to drink, you need more. Amar more, the master said, We said vinegar, the amount that, it t- that you would dip in. That if you're having two vegan meals, okay? In other words, you're having meal of vegetables. That how much vinegar would you need? Now, keep in mind, in other words, what, there's going to be two concepts here, two possibilities, right? There's a big difference. In other words, if your meal is a salad, let's say, so the amount of vinegar that you need is more because your meal is the salad. But if you say, no, the amount of vegetable that you eat at a meal, so you, salad is a side, it's not the main thing. So that's going to be less vinegar because you're having less vegetable. But when the meal, so the question is, do you need the amount of vinegar imagining as if the meal was salad, where that's the main course, that's more vinegar, or do you need the amount of vinegar that you would have where the salad was a side dish at the meal, which is going to be less? That's the two possibilities, okay? And Amar the Master said, Can you really use onions? As Eruv Tchumin Vatanya says in the Brayta, Amar Rabbi Shabbat Rabbi Meir, 
the Ardiska. One time, Rabbi Meir spent Shabbat in Ardiska. And a certain person came there who had made an Eruv Tchumein and had traveled there, I guess, to go and hear his Shi'ur, which was one of the reasons you're supposed to make an Eruv Tchumein is for Mitzvah. So he came, he came there. And by the way, he said, Rabbi, he said that what I did was, I actually, um, I made an Eruv using, um, using uh, uh, onions. Okay, that's, that's what I did. And so the, the question is whether, that, um, whether that's going to be acceptable or not, because we, we, we just said that you're allowed to, right? And he didn't allow him to move from his four amot. In other words, he said that um, you can't move because your eruv wasn't valid. So basically you left the tchum. And the rule is that if you leave the tchum, if you leave the the uh, the uh, boundary of your uh, of your city, so he was coming from a place called Tiv'in, and he came to this place where Rabbi Meir was, but his eruv wasn't valid. If you go beyond your eruv, now all of a sudden, if you realize it, you have you only have four amot to, that you can travel, and you know, meaning you're you're restricted, but in your movement, then so he told him, oh, you can't go anywhere now because you, your eruv wasn't good because it was made with made with onions. But we just said you could use onions. So it depends what you're using. The leaves are not valid as a, as a... He used leaves of onion. You can use the bulbs of onion because bulb of onion you eat, but leaves of an onion you don't use. What's the, leaves of onion? Like the Who's stalks said, and everything. You know, the stuff no, coming. Yeah, the part that you don't eat. Right. So it says... Titania, but if a person ate an onion, and he gets up in the morning and drops dead, right? We don't have to ask what he died from. What's from the onions? That's only if you ate the leaves, the greens of the onion. That's poisonous. But obviously, eating onions themselves is not deadly. And even with regard to the leaves, that's only That's only if it didn't grow a zeret. A zeret is like from here to here, it's like a finger's width like this. Okay, that's what they usually give as the uh, as the rule. So if the I think they even use that term in. Uh, don't they use that term even today? And I thought so, but they yeah, it means the actual thing. So uh, so that if, if it's grown and developed, then even the greens become okay. But in, when it's young, when it's a baby onion. So apparently the greens had poison and were very dangerous. Is that my, not spring onion? That, that, we're not talking about those, right? Not scallion. Not scallion. No. no, we're talking about a bulb. The one that has a bulb and it has yeah. the green that it grows around the it, I guess. Out, out of, of it, top. I guess. Yeah, out of the no, top, no, no, I guess. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it comes from the top. Out. So, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Amar Baba says, Papa loves beer because he was a beer maker and he always brings in the beer. He says, That's only if you don't drink beer. But if you drink some beer, you're going to be okay after, the, after those greens. You'll be okay, so then come over to my place. It doesn't mean a snake, actually a snake, Rashi says. It means eris. There's like a type of poison in there. Um, don't eat uh, an onion because you'll get, uh, you, you could get the poison. One time he ate half of this onion and half of the poison. And he almost died. And his colleagues prayed for him. And he was saved because of the, uh, because the people needed him. Because of the community that was dependent upon him. So Hashem made a miracle for him. And he was able to survive eating this onion that was a, uh, a poisonous onion, but apparently that's not talking about the onion itself, it's talking about the greens of the onion, that he ate it, and therefore his life was in danger. You can use beer for Erovet Chumin. In fact, a lot of people will want to come with you if you do that. 
And if beer falls into the mikveh, it will make the mikveh pasul with three lugin. Now that's talking about a mikveh has to be uh, a 40 se- uh, of water volume. Now if it's not full yet, see once a, once a mikveh is full, even if other stuff falls in, it doesn't really do anything to the mikveh. But if it's not full yet, if it, if it was short uh, a, a certain amount, right, and you put some water, usually if you put water that is pasul in, meaning if you take maim shulvim, drawn water, into the mikveh now, you go to a regular mikveh, you pour it in, it's not going to affect it at all. But if you go to a mikveh that's not complete, and before it has the 40 sa'ah you put it in, it will make it pasul. So he's saying beer, uh, it, with th- three lugin of pasul water will make it pasul. And he's saying beer is considered like pasul water, so therefore it will make the mikveh pasul if you drop beer in, okay, uh, into the mikveh. But lugin. But not necessarily, because it's juice. Also it's milk, juice, it's milk, juice. Milk also yeah, we talked about a masachet yeah, makot. Yeah. Right, because one has to do with the color, one has to do with the substance, because wine is not really water. Wine is wine is really grapes. Uh-huh. So it's it's different. Okay. So I'm going to keep that This should be obvious. What's the difference between this and colored water? What's the difference between beer and colored water? Basically, beer really is water, because it's water that they soak. They soak the hops in the water. Colored water is called colored water. So you're putting water that is pasul into the water. But over here, it's called beer. So it's not called water. So maybe you'll think since it has a different status, it won't make the mikveh pasul, because if you put another substance that is not water in, it wouldn't make it pasul. So you might think it's not considered water. He's coming to tell you it's still considered water, even though we call it beer. How much beer do you need to make that? The son of Rav Yosef said in front of Yosef, I think you need to have two quarters of a log, it would seem to be. Okay, now, and, and where would he get the idea that you need two, and now two quarters is obviously, um, now the, the way that Rashi interprets this whole subject is more than that. He says it means tre login. You need two log of, of, of beer. Okay, that when it says riv a, it's saying rov a kav, a quarter of a kav, because there are, um, there are actually four login in a kav. So it means, uh, so it's actually saying you need a lot more because rivita log and two riviot is a lot smaller than um, than because there are four login in in a kav, so that would be much less than a, than two two um, login itself, two login itself, which is a half of a kav basically. Right? Right. Right. So Rashi is saying right. Rashi interprets it, even though the simpler re- way to read it is not that way. The way Rashi reads it is very difficult because he's saying that you need a, a tremendous amount. You need um, basically, uh, uh, many times what uh, what everyone else would interpret you as needing, because if you take take it as a revi'it, so you need two revi'ot. Okay, that itself is only half a log. But according to the Rashi's reading, he's saying no, two lugin, which is half a kav. That's a lot more beer. But either way, he says you need two quarters. Okay, that we learned about this in Masechet Shabbat. How much wine do you have to bring out on Shabbat for you to you to be liable if you carried it from private to public domain? That it says you have to bring out the amount that you mix into a cup, and it, meaning the amount you mix into a good cup. What's a good cup? My kos yafa, kos And what is a good cup? It's a kos of that, that you use for kiddush. Rav Nachman said the name of As we learned in Masachet Shabbat, right? That what you, what you do is in in order to make a revi'it of wine, you actually take a quarter of a revi'it. 
and then you add three parts water and one part wine because they had the concentrated wine that you yeah. needed to dilute it. Right? That's the Ayn Mazug that it always talks about. So that you need a quarter of a revi'it of wine, actually, in order for... It, that's a significant amount because you would take that quarter of a revi'it and you would mix it with three parts water. So what's considered... It's significant so because... Much? Yeah, yeah, that's how much, It was so concentrated. We learned about this. Anytime you have wine, if you don't put three parts water against the one part wine, it's not going to be... Uh, it's not going to be good. All other things you need a revi'it. All other um, all other uh, uh, liquids. liquids are a revi'it, which is four times that. In other words, you have uh, according to uh, you need for wine a quarter of a revi'it has to be wine because the other three quarters are um, are are water, right? But every other drink you need a full revi'it, so you need. Um, all four quarters to be the same thing. And similarly, the water that they pour that, that's poured out um, that is wastewater, uh, if you carry it into the public domain, is significant. That's for Shabbat. But what do you see? So just like over there, one, uh, you know, it's everything else is four times what, uh, right? Because it's one quarter of wine, one quarter of Revi'it of wine is what's significant for carrying on Shabbat, and four quarters, basically one, one Revi'id, four quarters of a Revi'id, is what's uh, significant for every other drink. So, so to here, we would say that since one Revi'id of wine, that's already made, right, prepared wine, one Revi'id of wine is what you need to make a, um, uh, to make a, uh, 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 a, um, uh, so he says you should have al-chad arba. So here too you should have four times as much. And what did Rav say about wine? You need two reviot of wine actually, right? You know, and so what's two? If you have uh, 0.5 reviot times four, it's going to be two, right? So in other words, Rav said that you need two reviot of wine. Two reviot of wine is a half of a log. So therefore, if I multiply that by four. I'm going to end up with two lugin, which is what Rashi said before, is the amount of, of beer that he's suggesting you need. You need two lugin of beer to be significant because you need two reviot of wine to be significant. And wine is always only one quarter as significant as every other drink. So the Gemara says, not, necessari- ne- not necessarily, viloi, it's not really correct. That over there, when it comes to wine, we're dealing, when we're coming to the laws of Shabbat, we're asking, what is a significant quantity? And what's significant is a quarter of a revi'it of wine, of concentrated wine, right? Because that's the amount that would be uh, that you would be significant you can make a real cup of wine out of it right and when it comes to Eruv Tchumin we also say okay uh, two Raviot is because you have a Raviot of prepared wine for each meal but beer who says you need two Lugin of beer what you need so many cups of beer to be significant it's not true it says a person will drink a beer, a cup of beer in the morning and a cup of beer in the evening and that's enough so why should you need so much so it's not true that you need so much. Maybe two glasses or two riviot of beer also should be enough, meaning it's the drink, it's the beverage that you're using. 
You don't, it doesn't have to be more. And when it comes to wine versus beer in Hilchot Shabbat, we're dealing with the, substance, the significance of the substance in terms of carrying it that's different. But when we're dealing with how much you use at a meal, you use the same amount to drink. Whether you drink soda, whether you drink water, whether you drink wine, it should be the same amount that you use. Maybe you have to equate the alcohol level of both. <laughs> Maybe. So it's well, yeah, it depends on how it's made. Yeah, but Tamarim Bicham, how many dates do you need to make it? Of Tchumin, Amav Yosef, Tamarim Bekav, you need a Kav. Okay, Amav Yosef, Minamin, Allah, where do I get that from? The Tanya, Achal Gogrod, Veshilim Tamarim, Tavolav Bacha. Because if you eat figs and you pay back, in other words, the Kohen had some figs that were Tchumin, you didn't realize it, you accidentally ate his, uh, his stuff. And now you pay him back with, uh, with dates. So it says, you should be blessed for that. Because why? You accidentally ate figs and you could have just paid him back with dried figs and instead you paid him back with dates. But what's the great bacha? What's the big bacha here? If you ate a one zoo's worth, I call it a dollar. A dollar's worth of figs. And he paid him back a dollar's worth of dates. So what's the difference? It's a wash. What's the big deal? Right? Ah, Ela lav lefi mida. It means that you, the same measure of figs, which are, le, which are cheaper, you ate. Let's say you ate, I don't know, I'm making it up, an ounce. Okay? An ounce of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, figs, and you paid back an ounce of dates, you're actually giving him back more because it's much more expensive, the dates and the figs. That's a bachab. Alma tamarim adifei. You see from that that dates are more significant. Dates are more expensive. It's, it's more significant. So Amar le'abaya abaya said no. The olam dachal mine bizuzav akam shalem zuzav. Maybe he ate a zuz and he's paying back a zuz. Maybe like the first way that you said that he ate. That we're going by the monetary value. He ate a zuz worth. And he's paying back his his worth. Okay, so umay devol avachasa. Then what's the big chidush? The achal minei midid la kapitza leza bina, v'kavashalev le midid kapitza leza bina. Because as we learn, in, uh, especially in Baba Kama, a lot of this, uh, and also Baba Metziah, that there are different ways to value uh, an item. Okay, item is not just the dollar value; it's how much, re- how desirable it is. Like, let's say, for example, I mean, it's easiest to understand in real estate, but it applies to anything. In real estate, it's easy. Right? Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to understand. In real estate, the mo- uh, uh, because let's say you, you, have a, you could have a, uh, an, an apartment that you buy for X number of dollars. How easy will it be some- to get somebody to buy it from you if you want to resell it is going to depend on all the features that it has. Not just on the dollar value, right? But on the features that it has, whether it has a, a, a balcony, whether it has this or that, all of those things. So the, so the, the point is that, if you, that figs are less desirable than dates. So even the same cost, even though you're not, it's not costing you more, but it's something more desirable on the market, and therefore it was, it's, the reason why it's a bracha is that he's giving him something more desirable than um, rather than uh, giving him a uh, um, a uh, you know the less desirable shatita. He, he eats it. He's supposed to eat it. I mean, he could. I guess once you're paying him back with it, it's not really truma anymore. So he could he could sell it, but. Normally he would eat it. Now he would eat the truma normally. Right? Yeah, yeah. So now uh, Rashi explains. So you give a kav of figs to the poor person who comes. And Rav said the same is for an eruv. And he said, uh, and and he said certainly dates are going to be as good. But it, meaning kalvachomer dates will be as good. He says no, it's not necessarily. Uh, it's not necessarily true. Now, shatita, what's shatita? This is a type of a mixture made of grain 
and um, and honey and things like that. Amav achabar pinchas that is two spoonfuls is enough to make an eruv because that's all you would normally have at a meal at two meals. Kisane, what about parched grain? You need two uh, of the measures of pumbedita called bune, whatever that is. My mother told me, my mother told me that this toasted grain is good for the heart. It takes away worries. If you have a lot of troubles, you should have that. My mother told me, if you have, uh, if you're having a weakness of heart, what you should do is bring a um, bring the uh, right leg, the meat of the right leg of a of a ram. Okay, and go get the dung of the cattle from the month of Nisan. Okay. And if you can't find that, then go get twigs of a willow. Might be more pleasant to use that. And then what you do is you, you burn them into gachelet, into, uh, into charcoal. Okay. And then, and then you, so in other words, he's saying you should take one of these substances, either the twigs or the dung, and you burn it into charcoal. And then on that, you roast the meat from the right leg of the right thigh of the animal. Okay. And then after you eat the meat, you drink some wine. He says, and then after that, you drink uh, properly stirred wine and you will have uh, your heart troubles will go away. This is wow. good. Uh, this is good for the heart. According to the mother of Abaye, now in every place in the Gemara where it says the mother of Abaye, we learn that he actually, he was an orphan, but his mother 